Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters, news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 94. In this episode, we'll be talking about pre-built team decks, so two teams you can just sit down and play against each other that are balanced, our hidden gem, the poison dart trap, and we wrap it all up with our battle for the best magical epic item, and it has a twist. So let's kick it off with our pre-built team decks. All right, guys, we are here with Dr. J. How are we doing today, my friend? Doing great. Um, Always good to be back on the Dr. J show. Jeez, oh, I, I, I don't think you were here on our last episode. So, like, I had a blast hanging out at Salt Con with you. So it was, it was so much it, fun. It was it was good times there. Um, so we're starting the show off with you this time, but unfortunately, we don't have any rules updates. So, WizKids, could you get on that, please? Yeah, yeah, uh, let's go. Because Jared needs his rules. I'm meal. hungry. I'm but, hangry. Yeah, but we sort of have a indirect passing priority. So this was actually a con- uh, post on Reddit um, from Citadel712. He says, my friends enjoy the gameplay of Dice Masters, but not the collectability nor the pregame deck building of it. Are there any sites or anything that have recommended decks that are balanced against each other, perhaps even themed like X-Men good guys versus bad guys or something? We're just looking to casually have fun without having to worry too much about the meta deck building or balance. Thanks in advance. And then Digital Firefly uh, tagged Ken on that post that says, I haven't seen anything, but this might be a good idea for a segment or thing. So the whole idea is we're trying to figure out some teams that you can just get your friends over. You know, they might not know anything. They might not know what a WKO is, but they just want to sit down and play a game of Dice Masters. Right. Yeah, um, exactly. Quick and go. So we actually, so if you guys have actually suggestions for teams and stuff, because there's probably a lot of them out there. Um, but the one that we're doing today is actually what I keep in my deck box for what I what I call for a learner team. So if there's always a new player, I pull out this team. Um, yeah, you've always been carrying these teams around, and I I thought like you just put these together every time we're gonna talk about them, or like we've talked about them before. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, he just doesn't ever take those out of his deck box. They're just always yeah, there. They they always just handy. Yeah, they they always sit there because you never know. Sometimes you get somebody new and it's like, hey, I really want to learn how to play. Um, and we found that these two teams that we put together are fairly balanced against yeah. each other, which yeah. which I really like. So the whole theme of it is actually villains versus blue Green Lanterns. Um, that might actually be a little bit because I love Green Lantern. So and War- I think that's entirely why you built yeah. a blue Green Lantern. Yeah, team. and War and War Light was like one of my <laughs> first like full sets I yeah. fully jumped in onto. So yeah, exactly. that, that's seven, why I, was it seven feeds. Oh my gosh! Let's not talk about. It. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever buy that many feeds yeah. of anything. Yeah, um, yeah. So if anybody needs warp light extras, <laughs> I might know a guy who has a lot of them. <laughs> um, I actually blocked that out of my mind. So I'll, I'll kind of give you a quick rundown on the um, teams that we have. So first off, we'll start with the blue green team. So if you, I, I suggest if you actually use this, give this team to the more experienced player um, because it does. This one's a little harder to pick up if you haven't known some of the Yeah, there's some more it. intricacies. And it's not quite as yeah. straightforward with the win condition as the other team. Yeah, so th- this one, it's kind of, so the base, the kind of the big key is having Kyle Rayner Hopeful Will. So it's while Kyle Rayner is active, your lantern characters cost one less to purchase for each active lantern character of the same color in the field. So he's a blue lantern already. So once you get him on the field, all your blue lanterns are automatically more yeah. cheaper at that point. Um, and then I feel that with I use that with um, the 
this is the weird, weird one where people start thinking is um, Saint Walker. He's a five cost. Um, all, all, and it's he's the rare. So Saint Walker gets plus two attack, plus two defense if there's a Green Lantern active, and an additional plus one, plus one if another Lantern is active. So this is this kind of synergizes well too, since you're working off that blue. Yeah, green. and he seems expensive for a five cost, but remember you're getting discounts for all the other blue yeah. Lanterns. Yeah, so have he's he's field. he's going to be a four costs just with Kyle Rayner. Yeah, the exactly. Um, and then the other blue Lantern I have is Worth. When fielded, you may use when fielded effect of one of your active characters. Um, you'll find out why I have this worth a little bit once we go into the blue yeah, side yeah, of it. Yeah. The green side. Or the green side of it, yeah. So first off, this is the one that is going to throw people off, is I have a lantern ring on this team, but it is not the rare lantern ring. <laughs> yeah. It is It is actually lantern ring, not, not just jewelry. It's the common, and it's continuous. While lantern ring is active, all your blue and green lantern character dice get plus one attack, plus one defense, and it is also considered a green lantern because it has the green lantern affiliation on it so you get this out you've just discounted all your green lanterns by one more actually this is the one i forget that my green lanterns are usually discounted so i tend to overpay by oh yeah because i forget <laughs> it's out of the field um and then with that kind of the main key guy of the green lanterns of course is hal jordan and it's the four cost hal jordan fearless when fielded deal damage equal to hal jordan's attack to target villain character die this this is where it ends up balancing against the villain teams because Everybody right. on that yeah. team, other than the one character, I think, has a villain affiliation yep, on it. Yep, every single one of them but one. Um, and then just to give you some more um, ramp to it, because once he gets on the field, you want to get him off the field. Again, that's why the other Warth works, too, so you can trigger it uh, with that. But you also have Jade active, daughter of the Golden Age. She's the uncommon. While Jade is active, whenever a Green Lantern character attacks, draw a die and add it to your prep area. So that's the way you keep your bag cycling, keep it going through. Um, and then with that, you also have the Lantern Power Ring. This is a <laughs> Justice League card, so it doesn't even have the Green Lantern affiliation on it. Um, but it says, deal one damage to your opponent for each opposing villain in play on its double burst side. Also deal an equal amount of damage to each villain. It also has a global. Pay a mask. Target opposing character gains the villain affiliation until end of turn. This is great with the Hal Jordan, because even if they feel their sidekicks, you can use the global to give the sidekick if you need to get it out of way for some reason. Um, that, and then you field Hal Jordan and knocks it out, and then hopefully if that there's nothing else on the field, swing in with Hal Jordan. His attack stats are four, five, and six. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty beefy. I do I do like this team too because it fits in with um with what one of the people who wrote in had said it's thematic you know yeah. it's a thematic team the blue lanterns and the green lanterns if you read the comic books they synergize together mm -hmm. right the blue yeah, lanterns yeah. need the green lanterns yeah. in order for their powers to yeah work. the blue lanterns are kind of like support characters yeah in, in the whole universe the and the white mages of yeah. the lantern and then the, the last one i've actually never bought this <laughs> but it, it i've always wanted to try to make it work mogo it has the six cost mogo when fielded move all your green and blue lanterns from your use pile to your prep area I've, Dude, that's pretty awesome i've never been able to trigger it but like, I feel like one day, <laughs> one day this is gonna happen. I'm gonna feel that I just move everything. And well, he's got outrageous level. stats too. Yeah, he's he? a five six eight. What's his top level? Eight. What's his attack on that? Uh, yeah, it's eight attack. Oh, so, yeah. eight attack, eight defense, nine defense. Oh, nine defense. Nine defense. Yeah, defense. I was gonna say, and I it's a five six nine on there. Yeah, five six nine for his defense. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, he's um, big. And keep in mind, you can discount him. So if you get all your other lantern characters on, he's a two cost. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, it's really cheap. That's great. So that's the um, Green Lantern side. Um, on the villain side, you have the team over there. Um, yeah, I got it over It's here. another straightforward. And, and we'll go with the basic actions. I actually move them around from time to time. So Yeah, I, and, and new, when new ones come out, I mean, you can update it. I'm already looking at some good basic actions that would work well with this team. So this villain team, the backbone of it is Black Manta, Deep Sea Deviant. And you have to use the OP one. You have to use the OP Just one because he's, he's got the Legion of Doom affiliation. Yeah, and, and it has the best art on it because it's from the, the yeah. Justice League cartoon where yeah, it just looks out. pretty goofy. Because I art. always, anytime I see it, I'm like, do, 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 do. I'm just so like, yes. Is the A-team theme? Um, do, 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 do. It's, do, it's, do, do, do. Yeah, it's sort of like that. It's, it's really close. Yeah, it's like, because they, it's back then when all the cartoons, all the characters would look at the screen or do oh, something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so Black Man to Deep Sea Deviant, he's the backbone of the team. His ability is retaliation. If one of your villain character dice is KO'd, deal one damage to target opponent for each of your different active villain characters. This is kind of a broken ability. It was a really heavy meta card <laughs> yeah. back in the day, and, and you'll see why. So the other cards that, that Kevin's put on this team, one is Lex Luthor Greed from the War of Light set. He's a three-cost shield and a villain. While Lex Luthor is active, if you have more life than your opponent at the beginning of your turn, you may draw an additional die. So this will give you five dice to draw once you start pinging them. And it's really easy to stay ahead of your opponent in life once you get this uh, retaliation to trigger. Yeah, and even with some of the other ones, like like check out the cheetah that's on oh, the yeah, team. No, yeah. you've got the cheetah. When she attacks, she deals one damage to the defending player. So you just attack and burn them, and they can either choose to take all the damage, three or four damage, or just the one and try to knock her out or block her or whatever. It's, there's no good option there. Yeah, you're and, playing against that cheetah. And then you have that Lex Luthor. There you go. Five dice. Yeah, exactly. Time. And <laughs> that's all it takes. And cheetah's a three cost. Lissa Drac, another three cost on this team. While Lissa Drac is active at the beginning of your opponent's turn, you name a character. Your opponent must pay two life to field that character die. So that's some control to shut out your opponent and can continue to help you keep up in the life thing. And then you've got Blue Eyes White Dragon, which might be harder for normal players who are just playing casually to to get a hold of anymore because mm-hmm. it's yeah. it was rare in the first place and now the Yu-Gi-Oh set it's hard to get product for it at all. Um so that could be a little harder yeah, to and, find. And somebody's going to write Blue Eyes White Dragon was a villain. Kaiba was sort of Oh, he was totally yeah, a totally villain. a villain, man. At least the first season he and, was. And a he, villain. he he kind of fits like Lex Luthor. He was rich too. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> no, he's a rich rich jerkwad. <laughs> Um, so the other cards you got on here, you got Foot Ninja, uh, the the Foot Ninja, the only one <laughs> worth playing, right? Uh, it's an ally. Foot Ninja gets plus one attack and plus one defense for each other sidekick die in the field zone. I notice you don't have any allies on this team, so you're just going to be relying on regular sidekicks to beef him up, but it's not that hard to get him that big. Uh, you've got Russ's Scarecrow on the team. So the rare Scarecrow, when he's knocked out, you can take control of an opposing character die until the end of turn. Um, And Deathstroke is the last card on this team. When Deathstroke is fielded, deal one damage to opposing player for each villain you control. So he's kind of like Black Manta with fielding, right? Yeah, he's the the reverse Black Manta, and then you just attack with him. If he gets KO'd, more retaliation damage. Yeah, or he's got some nice he stats. Through, he pops gonna... out at 6-6. Six, six. Yeah. He's 3-3-4-4-6-6. Three, three, four, four, six, six. Um, so the one thing I notice about these villains is they don't have high attack stats, um, except for the Foot Ninja could have 
ridiculous yeah. attack stats. But for the most part, these villains don't have attack stats. A lot of them top out at three attack. In fact, all of them except for uh, Deathstroke and the Blue Eyes top out at three attack. Um, so you're this is a direct damage team. Yeah. It's kind of counters that it's kind of the opposite of the blue green lantern team where you're just trying to flood the field with these characters and get some damage through by attacking. That's what's so great about those blue lanterns is they have really high attacks. Yeah, they get big, they quick. Get big. Um, so this is, this is a direct damage team and you're right. They do kind of work against each other. I mean, the, at first glance, the villain team has the clear advantage here. I think mm-hmm. if you're playing these two against each other, but then you, like you said, you put in some of those villain care counters into the blue and green lantern deck, which makes it really fun to play against them. Um, I think this villain team, basic action wise, I think Truce would be really good yeah. on it. Um, uh, villainous Pact. I've had Villainous Pact on there before because this has no villains at oh, all. Yeah. On this team. Villainous Pact. That would be kind of cheap, but yeah, Villainous Pact would definitely be yeah, good. To, to counter it, I think I've put Heroic Defense on the Blue Green Lantern team before, where oh, it gets yeah. even more attack boosts, and then if they do get knocked out, you get some life gain back too. Yeah, which is yeah, which oh, that good. Heroic Defense would be really yeah, because especially that. since the Blue Eyes Global is there. It's available to you for for the blue green lantern team to use too, so that kind of helps right, out yeah. both sides. Yeah. So yeah, these are actually some really fun balanced teams to put together. the The thing is, like, I I kind of understand where these players are coming from. They don't want to put in the time to start brewing teams. I find it's gonna. I feel like it's gonna be kind of hard once you play these teams a few times not to start brewing yeah. and making changes but, to but them. But that, that's why I love both of these teams is there's like the Blue Green Lantern, it has a little learning curve, but I think the villain side, the learning curve is super low. That's why I usually I give the new player that and it gets them, you know, it gets that itch. Yeah, you know, it really I'm does. totally drug dealing at this point. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean no, you, you, play, you play like two events with this villain team and pull pull a couple prize packs or something, you're going to find another villain that you're going to want to put on that team. And then you're going to find another card that works well with that villain. And then you're going to find another card, and three, four months down the road, you're not even playing with the same team anymore. Yeah. And that's, what, that's what's great about CCGs and, and these, these types of games is you can start from a simple spot like one of these teams, and in a few months you have a, your own team, something you've created all by yourself, uh, something unique to you, and it's fun to play those against the teams that your friends come yeah, up with. That's actually how I got Dito into Dice Masters. I gave him that villain team, and he was like, I kind of like this idea. So he just started building around it and working at it. And I think he ended up taking like his kind of own homebrewed villain team to one of our competitive events. Yeah, I've seen a lot of new players actually play with a team like this or this very team and say, I want to build a villain team now out of my own stuff, you know, and so they really. Villains is very easy to build around too because mm-hmm. there's so many of them. Yeah, and if you notice, I tried my best too to keep it DC. So Foot Ninja and yeah, Blue Eyes are kind, of, are kind of a little not in DC, but hey, I got close. You kept both <laughs> these teams pretty DC. So I'm telling, if you don't like DC, you like Marvel. There's a whole whole set of villain teams you could make out of Marvel too. Um, but yeah, these are solid. Teams yeah, so, to start so with. yeah, these are both solid teams, and we want to hear from you guys because I mean, this is only two teams that I've discovered that work fairly balanced with each other. I want to I want to hear about what other teams you guys have put together that you can do and like they can be learner teams or they can just be two teams that one day you sat down against somebody else and they just kind of paired up really well with each other. Yeah. Um, shoot us an email doubleburst at ktdata.net or on our Facebook page 
facebook.com forward slash double burst. All right, Dr. J, thank you so much for kind of talking this way through. And if you're a new player and hears this, you know, drop us a line. I, I know Dr. J likes hearing about new players. Um, <laughs> and we, so much. And we will also have you back a little bit later on in the show where we're, we're, we're spinning up our battle and making even more chaotic. I'm excited. All right, guys, we are here with the KO King. How are you doing today, my friend? Good. How are you? Um, it is time for us to do a hidden gem. And have you noticed that a lot of our hidden gems lately is coming out of Tomb of Annihilation? Because there's actually some pretty solid cards in the set. But I think w- with the combination of so many sets coming out and Yanti like, dominating the name, it's hard for people to kind of explore the set a little bit more in depth, right? Yeah. I think all the recent sets kind of fall into that trap yeah. yeah and speaking of traps this is w- what we're talking about is actually a rare trap so it's the poison dart trap paragon trap two cost bolt if i remember right yep yeah bolt and then its ability is trap place in your field zone when used send to your use pile when triggered the trigger an opponent attacks you effect ko any attacking level one character dice um it is great and i just noticed um i didn't notice earlier it's a max one Oh my gosh, I just <laughs> noticed that too. Because, <laughs> I mean, because it doesn't matter when you're doing the double rainbow draft. You can have as many as you want, but this is actually a max one. Yeah, I was playing with two in the draft, but... But that doesn't matter because that's legal in the rules. Yep. Um, so what makes this... I mean, I, I know why it makes a hidden gem because no one obviously is talking about it, but what makes this card actually a gem? Uh, it is KOing any attacking level one, so I Oh, think... you liking all the KOs. This is... Yeah. <laughs> I think what... Where it really shines is the uh, ability to defend against a sidekick team. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't remember how many times I've lost games, especially against Zach, because they'll roll like six sidekicks at the beginning, and it's those six sidekicks that go through later on that will kill me. Um, yeah, and there's a few there's a few cards that buff sidekicks in set, so this, this is actually a good card in set. Um, I think it's Human Outlander. Yeah, he was playing against me last night. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it was Human Outlander. And then Outlander. there's the one, the three costs that uh, buffs if your opponent has an evil character. So you can you can uh, actually have like two or three co- attack sidekicks in this set. So this works well against that because when they attack, they're going to all KO. So yeah, and 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 we were talking about it too. So even outside a set, there's some pretty solid ways to make this work to your advantage. Yeah, I've I've really enjoyed traps. Uh, I feel like it's a chance to control your opponent. They can't KO your character out. They can't, you know, blanket you. You have this poison dart trap in the field, and if they have sidekicks or level one characters, you don't have to worry about that attack coming through. So if you spin them down with a small step step or something like that, you've basically locked them out. Now, there is an easy workaround, right? You attack with a level one character this turn. The next turn, you would be able to attack and not have them KO'd because it's only the attacking characters. So there is some workarounds, which is is really good at the two costs that there is the workaround. But if you keep your bag pretty lean, that you're going to keep getting this out. Um, Zach got it out of my field once, and then I think I got it. I mean, the next th- this is definitely one that you'd want to use with like the the question. 
Yeah, this would be good with the question. To to get it coming about. And I was thinking about this because you guys have heard Jared and I wanting to talk about build this like unfieldable team and stuff. This actually is a pretty solid one to put on that team, too. So even if they do field something, hopefully we can lock them down so they only can field level one characters. Yes. So cause some troubles. I actually had this with two other traps. I had this green mile. Green Devil Mask. <laughs> One of these um, days you're actually going to call it with the right name. You just not. I'm just saying you're just yeah. confusing people now. The the one that once they hit that fourth character, it rolls. That's such a good card. And then I had uh, the dev the dragon statue trap that if they attack, you can pay X and deal X to their characters. So I basically had this all three traps. In one of my games, I had all three traps out in the field, which made it really difficult for my opponent. And then I also had the super rare Triceratops. Which, which doesn't have overcrush, by the way. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. When I was drafting it, I took it, and I, it had been so long since I read the card that I didn't even remember what he did. So I built around. Um, yeah, and if you're, if you're not familiar with it, it's uh, while Triceratops is active, when an opponent fields a level one character die, deal damage to that die equal to the attack of your active Triceratops character die with the highest attack so these two i actually realized three four yeah six yeah that i realized these two work don't work well together because they both deal with the level one characters which was okay but basically with the three traps and triceratops it, it would it was pretty controlling and then i it fenthaza i used the three cost fenthaza that switches attack and defense with builded so i would just you know kind of whittle them down and control which you know the traps i know they don't get a lot of play and that's why i wanted to talk about this one tonight the the uh poison dart trap is because they don't get a lot of play they are different to the game and they they really allow that control without worrying about a blanking character or those kind of things it's it's really like like i mentioned this one the poison dart trap, you're basically eliminating them attacking with level one characters at least for a turn. Yeah, right? and uh, there's I, the work around like I, we yeah, talked about. Yeah, but. I think that one cost is actually a good balance for this because, or not the one cost, the one one yeah. die max because it's a two cost, and we've seen that other two costs. If you have four, it just gets ridiculous. Yeah. So especially if you use something for your to spin your opponent's characters down, you you really lock them in for a turn or two which allows you that ease of attacking without worrying about leaving yourself open these traps like this like the poison dart trap just sitting there and and holding it off is gonna be a yeah benefit. i'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how this would actually fare against like a guy gardener team um or even a bard team because with with Bard, you have to attack with everything, right? Yeah. So, so I mean, because if they... It really nullifies the sidekicks. Yeah. If we're going to look at the best benefit to this poison dart trap, it is the sidekicks. You, you're taking away a field of sidekicks coming at you, which really can be a strong benefit. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was thinking about it. Like, say, even if you're playing, like, a dark side team who needs to have a sidekick active... You have this, and then like a force attack, get rid of the sidekick. 
you know, you, you, you've kind of defeated their swarm for at least that turn. You know, this, reset it. this would be good to, to use on a team that you had in the right casual event, uh, the sidekick card that gives sidekick oh, yeah, the, plus the, two. The rigorous training. Or plus one defense. Because you don't need to worry about KOing their sidekicks because your poison dart trap's going to do it for you. So the plus one defense for them wouldn't wouldn't be an issue. Oh, imagine how dirty this is with the toad Ooh. from from Uncanny that forces everything to attack. I just like take that. that. Just cl- keep that clear because I mean sometimes it's those sidekicks that that will get you. Um, yeah. I've been victim to that many a time. Yeah, <laughs> many many a time. The other one downside that I did realize um, last night with it is if your opponent has a bunch of sidekicks and you don't have anything in the field, they can trigger the trap for ramp purposes. Now, that's not going to be used a lot, but if I was uh, one of the player I played last night used it, um, it's a it's a good tool to, to trigger if you're facing it and you have a few sidekicks, they don't have anything in the field or nothing coming through that's going to do you damage. It's a good way to provide yourself with some ramp. If if you're facing that poison dart yeah, so, trap, so that way I can go uh, buy end up end up buying um, you know ten cost Ultron because that's what I want to do in life. Yeah, ten cost Ultron. Why not? I mean, I'm 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 curious. Has anybody bought that ten cost Ultron? I want to know. Well, Phoenix Force would be the one you buy. Well, I've seen that done, but not Ultron. So that's why <laughs> I want to know if it's possible or not. Um, and it's, so like. I, I'm wondering if are there other than that max one die. I don't think they're. How, how did it play actually with two? Because you since you had two of them, like were you able to kind of cycle them a little uh, better? I didn't need to worry about it because I was using the other traps, so the two didn't really affect. Um, because I had three different traps in the field mm-hmm. was my goal. So you you were able to mitigate a lot of it. Yeah, and I think the one, I don't know if you'd really want. Two, you would for cycle purposes, but um, then I think you're just going to end up being, you know, you're going to end up in a bad situation where you're just on that defensive end. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm trying to think is there anything else in the game that we actually can use to spin down other characters other than small step? Um, it, like, I think it would like counter. Um, oh, what was that one card? Do you spin down and then hit to make him unblockable? Uh, it was jacket. Yellow Jacket. Yellow yeah, jacket. Yellow Jacket. So if he's on a level two, you've kind of made it not possible for him to attack, um, being unblocked. That would that would be kind of an interesting thing. Um, but, but with the two costs, like I I didn't realize how like powerful this is. For that, um, but did you run into kind of any downsides other than only having one? No, just the the play round, and then you know one of the games my opponent didn't field level one character. Yeah, where so. where where would you normally buy it? Like, is, is this one you want to get early on, or I bought it. Uh, I just have turn, it sit there. Turn one or two, just because it was a two cost. So I figured I either filled it or it gives me two bolts. The bolts, hopefully, two bolts so. on there. Um, all right, and it, like I said, it, it the biggest thing that it does is stop sidekick attacks. So, you know, they get those sidekicks in their field. You kind of lock them in the field unless they yeah, this then is, use it for ramp. This is like a great counter if you're playing against like a sidekick team. 
Yeah. Um, or because I mean, I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying to think your old Falcon team, even your Foot Ninja, because occasionally you're going to roll that Foot Ninja on level one. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you play in a meta in an area that uh, people who play sidekick teams, oh man, you throw this, this out sure. one time, it's gonna, it's gonna change people's ideas on what they. Yeah. Could do. I, if uh, if Falcon was still around in modern and competitive, because if he was legal, I think he would be a top tier team still with the psychics. Yeah, this card would just shut it down. This would be a great card for that. So there are really good sidekick teams still. Um so if you play in an area that has a lot of sidekick teams, a lot of sidekick attack, I think this is a great card. This is a a little two cost that gets you out in the field and like I said, it can't be blanked. It it's not susceptible to all that other all those other issues. So it's a this is why I like traps. Is there a, a control piece that's not the, the typical? Control yeah, and they're, piece? they're a little harder to work. Yeah, around. and they're 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 in that per, a protected zone, as I like to say, until, right. until we get something that's going to start affecting action. Right. Dice. I mean, you get you get this and and Green Devil Mask out in the same. Ooh, that's you, that's you that's create impressive. a situation where they can't. You know, if they attack, it's going to KO their level one characters, and then if they hit that fourth character it it moves them all to the the used so it really creates a situation where they have to attack one turn in order to open up their field you know so I, it can be pretty devastating yeah that's that, that, that's kind of a great combo all right russ thank you so much for talking about our hidden gem tonight which is the rare poison dart trap if you guys have suggestions for hidden gems or any kind of other things for our segments shoot us an email double burst at ktdata.net or leave it on our facebook page facebook.com forward slash double burst we also want to hear if you've played with this card too because um that's the nice thing about our our community is we we tend to do a lot of drafts so we're experimenting a little bit more with tomb of annihilation cards if we could get our hands on them um all right russ we will have you back a little bit later where we're going to make our battle a little bit more interesting okay guys we are here with the full crew we have the ko king we have dr j we have zach the global guru and we have ken Pole. how are you guys doing tonight swell really good all right so this is going to be a um interesting battle because we are going to do battle for the best epic magical item so what we did was we went and looked at the subtitles of all the super rares from the D sets and we picked all the all the objects that said epic magical and then five of them say epic magical object and then one of them says epic magical gear and the way we're doing this, I've assigned numbers to all of them. So all of you guys are going to take a turn rolling a D6, and whatever number you get is what you're going to be defending for this segment. So, Jared, you want to go first? Are we rolling, like, D&D gambler's dice? Isn't that something in I don't D&D know. or something? I'm not a D&D you player. You buy gambler's so. dice? <laughs> all right, I'm rolling first. Here yep. we go. Let's see here. All right, we all know Jared is getting the deck of many. We don't know that. We don't know that. And you rolled four. a four. Four is Hammer of Thunderbolts. Oh, Epic I can, magical object. I, I can maybe do, I can do that Deal one. X damage to target character or player where X is the number of different active bolt characters in your field zone. All right, Zach, let's see your god rolls. So does that mean I'm I'm going to be like last so I get... What, what number do I want to roll? What What's the god roll here? No. Six. Five. Six. No, five. five. Talisman of Ultimate oh, Evil. Man. Epic Magical Logic. <laughs> KOX of your character one. dice. KOX target opposing character dice. That's right. a dumb one. All right, Ken. So, so far we've had four and five taken. 
Two. Two. Staff of the Forgotten One. Ah. Until end of turn, an opposing when an opposing character dies, damage, KO it. Bolt, double burst. Also, until end of turn, if you KO two or more of your character die, prep two, character prep two dice from your back. All right. It's not too bad. All right, Russ. Oh, boy, there's not a lot of great left. Four is already taken. That was hammer thunderbolts. What is that? Six. Six. Robe of the Arch Magi. (laughs) 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 Equip to a character that doesn't have a monster. Equip character gets plus two defense. If the equip die would be put into the used or prep area, instead put this die there and return the character die to play at its original level. You guys want me to roll one? No, I think you just need to defend both the uh, the ring and the deck of many things. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> the ring of winter and the deck of many fair. things. Yeah. It's to balance out uh, how two terrible those staff. Are. We already got that. Two. Two. Um, wow, guys, this this shows you how well I roll in a dice masters you, game. You can just have it. Like you can have that one. If Three. You want. Three. Deck of many things. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I love that the that the Ring of Winter didn't make it into this discussion because it wins. It, it, al- it almost seems like this roll like just represented like a full game event that we had. I rolled perfect. Kevin did the worst. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who wants That's to s- every week, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. All right, so who wants to go first with theirs as the best magical the best well, epic we magical just, item? Should we just go with the best then? I can start. Well, the best wasn't taken, so. Well, no, I got the, I got the best. So, I mean. <laughs> well, what 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 did you say was the best? What's better than Ring Cal- of Winter? Ring of Winter, man. No, Mo- man. Move each dragon character to die in your use pile to the field zone at level three. No, because Talisman is more versatile. You don't have to use it just on a, a dragon team. You can use the global. This well, it has the global, global too. Though. Pay a bolt once per turn. The next die you purchase. Zach just Zach's arguing against a card that doesn't have a global. <laughs> it's just wow. a global. What is that? Wow. No, you, I was going to say it's man. just for expensive characters. The this this one, and I, I already know Russ is on board with this one because it has to do with KOing. Yeah. So did I beat I you mean, with this? Before? No, that's a. Bad I'm, I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure I've been beaten by this one. This is the best. Usually because um, in in those situations where you get into walls, it's really nice to be able to just KO a bunch of stuff. But ideally, as as Russ would always say, use use it to your advantage. So whenever you're KOing something, use it with your Scarecrow. Use it with something that when you KO something, you get a benefit from it and you hurt your opponent. Now, I don't believe that there's any time in this game where KOing your yeah. characters can, can be a benefit. thing. Can, can I also mention negative. it's the only five cost that's on the list too, so five cost. Oh, yeah. and it's only a max one, so that's not helping it out. <laughs> yeah, but there's globals that will bring that down in price. <laughs> oh, you mean like on like the, the one on the Ring of Winter? <laughs> uh, no. no, no, it doesn't. The Ring of Winter, you had to have over six. Yeah, it has to be six costs. Uh. <laughs> like if you, so if you're playing, if you're playing modern, if you're playing the new stuff, you can use the uh, new Malekith. So then you're KOing oh, yeah. stuff to make it cheaper as well. That's all of these, though. Yeah, that yeah works on all, that's of, all these. of these. And yours is still the most expensive. <laughs> well, well, but mine's the most expensive, so it's the most worth it because you just need to make it purchasable and then you just destroy with it. That's not even true at all in the game of Dice Masters. There's plenty of seven costs that are 
no. way worse than a two cost. In this case, it is, it is, okay. Well, then, what is yours? Then, All right, Jared? mine's the Hammer of Thunderbolt. I okay? really want to try. I've to also want to. I've also, Zax, but it's really hard to argue yeah. against KO. You, in your you know, it's funny. We're going in. We're going in order of these super rares, and I've actually used that to win yours to win before, and I've actually used the Hammer of Thunderbolts to win before too. Nice. The, the Hammer used to be really good, but now there's just better versions and things that do the same thing. All right, so the Hammer of Thunderbolts is deal X damage to target character or player where X is the number of different active bolt characters in your field zone. You may spend, on a double burst, you may spend a bolt to damage target player and target character and target character instead. Um, is Renatilly a bolt? Uh, from, from the turtle set? Is Renatilly a bolt? I can't remember. I can't, I can't remember. I think it's mad. Yeah, she's a bolt. We're yeah. talking about All right. D&D. All right. All right. I know. I know. I'm just saying, this is really good. If you pair with Ren and Tilly, you get that double burst. You can get that double burst effect every time you roll this die. All right. So what you what you do with this is you just put it on a team with a bunch of bolt characters that already do a bunch of damage, like Firefly and... Why, why wouldn't you just do Firefly over this? You can get more than one. Yeah. No, it's, that, it's that each one works other. for each die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not just active characters. That's fair. <laughs> and he, he costs one less, right? I, 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 mean, I mean, to be fair, this one looks cooler because it's clear. You can yeah, see no, because this one's a super rare. That's why you play this one instead. So you can only have one of it instead also, of having four? Also, it's an action, so you can give it boomerang, so you can use it every turn, whereas Firefly, you have to, you just have to knock out, KO and knock out, in any knock possible out. way. It's just an obnoxious thing that you have to do over and over and <laughs> why over. Couldn't, why couldn't you, you use could it You could field three of them Firefly. in one turn and just win then. Huh? Why couldn't you use it with Firefly? You absolutely because it's it not Firefly. as efficient. Just buy That's more Firefly. You would never buy it next to Firefly. You don't have to continue to knock out your Fireflies. Your Fireflies, they do the damage, and then they can stay as blockers in the field. The only thing... Extra step to making Firefly work after that. It you depends on which Constantine they're playing, right? If they're doing the action one, then this one stays. Oh, they're not playing Constantine. Nobody plays that. But anymore. but you know, if, they, <laughs> if they're blanking your your Firefly, or you know, the good thing about these dice is their action, so they're you can't be blanked and things like that. Yeah, so, so that's the great good. thing about this. It can't be blanked. But you can Boom. use like Blob against it, and you just can't even buy it. Well, you use or Blob against use everything. It. There's yeah. nothing you can't use Blob against this. It's not fielded no, uh, to buy it. And there's just the one. Oh, wait, to buy it? Yeah. You, you can name it to not buy it. Oh. So yeah. after they buy <laughs> it. But I can buy mine any turn that I want after my first turn, unlike yours, which takes a little bit of ramp to actually purchase. Now, now with the global, you can buy it turn one easy. What global? The Malekith one. Well, you can buy this one turn one easy <laughs> with the Malekith global. Yeah. So blob isn't an issue. Okay. All right. Sweet. <laughs> I got Zach on board All right, for so, mine being the best. So it's just between me and you, and we've already made that clear that mine wins yours no 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 we did that was not clear at all yours is more expensive and mine does damage whereas yours doesn't actually do anything on its own let me tell you something about KOing characters all right with the staff of the forgotten one that costs (laughs) two less than your talisman of ultimate evil i don't have to ko any of my own characters to clear my opponent's field i just pick them off with like a uh, magic missile global and then i swing in with my field nice and full and plump and full of stats and then i win that's not better. Yes, what it is. is. Wait, wait. What does <laughs> yours do? Uh, until end of turn, when an opposing character dies, damaged, KO it. Uh, on a burst or double burst, also until end of turn, if I KO two or more character dies, prep two dies from my bag. So I get to just sort of keep So you remember thing that rolling. combo I mentioned last week? 
No. Make everything a villain and have Joker oh, out no, there. Oh, no, no, no. And you would, ping, <laughs> you would ping one and you would wipe their whole field with one ping. That's gross. And you would... Ta-da! <laughs> you know how this works, right? You're not supposed to help him. Russ has never been able to do these segments the way they were intended to do. He's always like, nope, you, that's right. Mine sucks. Yours wins. That's what he always does. But today, mine is awesome. Except for we that, just wasn't the last it. one where what? you were just like, <laughs> like Zach was two words in and you just dug into him? <laughs> yeah, that was, <laughs> that was great. Well, then he like, did a full about face by the end of it and was totally on board with Zach. Yeah, yeah, like, totally. Right. Yeah, so Russ, what, 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 what's yours? Mine is a card. <laughs> that is, w- weren't you trying to make this work like not too long ago? I've always wanted to make this work because it's I, cool. I, it's got to be one of the coolest I, looking cards. I, I have I have cool an argument for why Russ's is better. I've, I'm going to let Russ do it first, but then I'm going to put in my <laughs> argument for why Russ's is better than all of Did ours. Did you just sustain a head injury or something? <laughs> just, just wait for it. Just I've always it. it's a solid argument. It's not a winning argument, but it's a solid right. argument. That can't be right. I've no. always. What is going on tonight? All of you guys have... Zach's just like saying globals are dumb and you're agreeing with Russ. What is going on with this? I've always felt that this card should work on any character in the game that isn't a monster, but I've always been overruled. So, Because I think you should be able to equip it on anything. Because it doesn't have an equipment. Oh, I take it back. It's Kevin's that I have a good argument for, not yours. yours no, you don't have a good one. We, for all, that is we all know mine is the best. That's why you guys are just like, <laughs> so, don't want no, to talk about is it. garbage. So here is why mine for all the same is reasons. the best. So you want to give defense. You want to be able to block so that you can churn dice with the half-elf bard minion Harper. When half-eld bar blocks, draw a die and add it to your prep area. So I can just use it to prep die. No, I'm just kidding. Just use the other half-elf bar. <laughs> That's why mine's best. You know, mine, you just mine, protect your mine works really well with a bard, too. So mine's the best. No. How does yours work with a bard? Because a bard works with every. Yeah, because you really just need to put a bard on that team. It doesn't matter what it is. Just protect your bard. Actually, it would work the best with mine because mine would get all buffs, and then I use it to KO all of yours. So whatever I have left over is going through, and they're all super big and buff. Especially when it's Scarecrow and you take their yeah, you take their big stuff. Anyway, man, imagine if you didn't have to KO your own stuff when you do that, though. This, (laughs) but 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 that's the thing. Then I get to take yours, so I want KO. Listen, mine. Imagine if you don't have to do anything but just have characters in the field and play the action. When you You won't have characters in the field, I just KO'd them. You you, won't have any either because you just KO'd them all. I just when you go to when you KO your one character to KO my bard, I remove the robe instead of KOing him, and I live. Please don't remove the robe. Uh, okay, I learned. I learned protects. from playing from playing my Dragonfire game. It's got a blown up picture of the bard. The bard is a girl, and it's one hundred percent apparent. The bard picture. is an elf, and nothing is apparent. It's a chick. The bard is a chick. But mine you did extensive my, research. Oh yeah, no, I did extensive, <laughs> extensive my, research. My robe yeah. will protect all of those characters. Tabaxi Rogue, all those. I could just throw a robe on, and then you know. You only have one robe, though. Yeah, but I can put a robe on it. That thing's going to get super dirty. Yeah. If, if you're just wearing that for all of yeah, your come on, man. Laundry, just passing it, Laundry. Passing it around the circle. I actually was looking at it. It's a good thing Yonti's a 
If Yanti wasn't a monster, this actually would be a pretty good pair with Yanti. See, Jared and mine work really well with Yanti. Yeah. His, you know, How does yours like, work with Yanti? <laughs> the game's over by the time you get to yours. Because, because, <laughs> because, because all you need to do is buy it or play it, and you win. Remember? Oh, mine works really well with the cube. That, mine, I want to argue. Because <laughs> it's a bolt. Like, not if really, I, though, because it only just buffs it by two. No, but if I don't if I don't roll the action, I can use the bolts for the Like, you, the like whatever you're ability. doing, you should be able to KO something, and you're only doing two. Yeah, but that's not going to do damage oh with gosh, the cube. This, I, I'm, my, <laughs> mine doesn't do nothing with the cube. Um, mine just protects... Guys, I, I really not... don't like arguing mine. Because, oh, hey, hey, Kevin, you I had one, too. No, no, if I'm I, just sitting here. If I have something with the robe, I can't KO it. Yeah, so I'm having some cognitive dissonance over the, here. Because right. Zach over here is, like, saying KOing is the best over here. Russ is like, eh, whatever, KOs. <laughs> and I just, I just, guys, I'm going insane. I don't know if this is actually a real episode I'm recording right now or if it's all in my head. Of course. Maybe the best so one be recording. Maybe <laughs> I know, right? Maybe the best one is the one that gives you extra dice. Yes. Out of your See, bag. mine is the best one because not only it is probably the most famous out of all these epic, epic magical objects, because you just mention it, everybody's like, oh. Or you get some kind of reaction from them. No, it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's like usually, I pulled I pulled a deck uh, of eight things and the response is oh <laughs> yeah. I was so excited for the <laughs> poor first. thing. Yeah, so if you guys aren't familiar with it, it's deck of many things. Name two different dice and draw two dice from your bag. If they are the named dice, you may either roll them or continue to continue to name previously unnamed dice and draw until you choose to stop. If you fail to name a die correctly, all drawn dice go to your used. You they file. errated this. It's called Create Food and Water. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it is, too. Come on. It's, it's, it's close. It's close. I'm not going to lie. It's close. It's but close. this is the best card out of all of them because it is the only one, I think, out of this list that has made it to our Rata That section, for one. So this is getting... I think that's not that, a positive. Yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the ultimate card is if you have a gambling problem, you definitely need to play this card all the time so you can get your fix instead of going to Vegas and wasting all your money. You just use this. Wasn't, this there, like, wasn't there one team that someone came up with? Yeah. If everything worked out perfectly, yeah. so you could if, win in like so, so turn three two, or four I turns? Think. No, it's it, it's turn a two? turn two. Yeah. So Is that the, the only turn two yeah. kill Yeah, then? see, it's the only turn wow. two... That, that just, is saying something. You just need the moon, the sun, Jupiter, and like three Roman gods to all agree with you for it to work. But it's doable to, and it was like, what was it, like 56 damage or something like it's that? It's doable, <laughs> like winning the lottery is doable, though. No. I mean, <laughs> I bet Bard was involved, wasn't it? No, it was Guy Gardner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, yeah. And could, see, could, my, see, look, how, look, you guys were mentioning all D&D sets. My, this card, you can use other, other dice from other sets, too, to, <laughs> to add it in. So. So you pull the die, and if you name the wrong one, it, they go. They all go to use. Everything goes to use. So I could actually use it. Because if not, actually, hey, it you, would it's work a good way to get stuff in use. Yeah. For so then I can use my Mogo in my Blue Green Lantern team that we talked about today oh. to get all of them on the field. Or for then anything on. else where you pull dice from the use pile. <laughs> Like what? all the other better things that no, pull this dice is from the, the use this file. is the most effective way to do it because you only have to guess everything in your bag correctly and not pull two sidekicks, and then then pull the two sidekicks and you'll move everything over. It's so much easier to use than the Rip Hunter's right? chalkboard. You just have to <laughs> purposely guess wrong. But what happens if you guess right on accident? Knowing me, that would happen. <laughs> well, 
Each one has to be a different thing. So if you have more than one sidekick, you absolutely will fail at some point because you can't well, get yeah. sidekick twice <laughs> because this thing is awesome. But you're but not allowed different... to name the same yeah. guy a second yeah. time. So you could potentially, I mean, eventually you will I'm gonna, end up I'm gonna, Yeah, I'll somehow muck up my bag that I only have one die of each character that I bought in there and, like, one sidekick. Or I suppose just, you I'm could do it by, all of them. by naming dice that aren't even on your team. You could be like, <laughs> Thanos. You don't have a Thanos <laughs> yeah. on your team. And, hey, I didn't pull Thanos. Just, just, just to see your opponent's reaction, Serena. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is modern. I said Serena. I can call that. Anytime you want to play this, just say... No, I think I'm going to create food and water instead. I, I, I'm, here's my argument for why Kevin's is the best out of all the ones we've argued right now. And it's because his is the only card out of all of these that doesn't require something else to make it yeah. do something. With yeah. mine, Hammer hey, Thunderbolt. You have to have you... a whole bunch of different dice in your bag. This requires <laughs> the most stuff to make start, it do something. You start with the with the requirements <laughs> for that. For me to, to make no, my work, I have to have a Bolt character in the field or it does nothing when I play it. <laughs> He, like, Zach has to have some character in the field, or his does nothing. Yours does nothing unless you have some other way to ping or do something like you that. You need something to equip so his <laughs> does nothing if it just sits there in the field. Like, that. his, his does more than the rest okay, of ours because so, it at least sits in the field. So, so Kevin's, if he buys that thing, if that's the first die that he buys, and it's the only one that he uses, and he's not even what gonna he's going to do is put two sidekicks in the used pile every no, 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 time no, 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 he rolls no, no. them. Yeah. That's it. No, no. That's all no, he can because do. He can, because you, you name two dice, right? And then two you can different choose, dice. No, you name two dice. You don't have to be different. The ones after the no, first no, two. No, it, it, it says name two name, different dice. Name okay. two different okay, dice. Well, so, no, his doesn't enough. work all on its own. What his does all on its own is puts two sidekicks into the used Yeah, well, that's more than what our, die, yeah, our dice amazing, do on their own. Amazing bag thinner, right? There. <laughs> <laughs> So the, the two dice that do the most on their own are Kevin's that puts two sidekicks in your used pile from your bag and Russ's that sits in the field. That I can't even equip to a that sidekick. You can't put on anything. It should work that way. But, I feel like there's know. some serious problems in the like the, the I, design of these cards. These, these are epic <laughs> magical items, so you can't argue yeah. with them because they're epically magical. See, I think that... I came up with the best argument for Kevin's before we started recording when I said that in the actual game of D&D, &D, the deck of many things is really cool. Like, that's it. That's the best argument for that is it's named after something that's actually awesome. Yeah. Well, they it, totally didn't implement it, it very it well. It is the cheapest, right? Yeah, because Ring of Winter is well, the cheapest I mean, at Ring two costs, but, but it's not here. Um, but I, one of these days, I'm going to play this. I'm going to go buy that deck of many things that you can buy for D&D, and, and I'm just going to start pulling cards when I play it and just see where I, I go with I that. think mine his, wins because mine has the best-looking die. Like, it just looks better than all the rest of yours. They all look the same. No, no. Mine's slightly darker color pink. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, if there's people out there like me, I really did get the best one because a lot of people, best means the most valuable and you remember how expensive? Did you look these up on Cool Stuff right now? No, not what's right the now. most expensive on Cool Stuff? I don't right know what now. it is right now, but do you remember? Do you remember how much? <laughs> do you remember how much oh, the, this one was? The talisman <laughs> was at its prime. It was like 50, 60 bucks. Until everyone realized what it did, eh, and it then was it good. Dropped. It was the hotness. It sunk. I'm pretty so sure fast. now it's still the unless people just really like the deck. I remember when when Talisman came out, and we were like, "Oh, Russ, this card was made for you," and he would be like. 
Nah, I tried it. It's just not that good. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're don't just... say that now. Here we go. Yeah. All right, Kevin, All right, tell us what's the best. There's just easier ways to KO. Here we go. Deck of many things right now is selling for eleven ninety nine. Hammer. What the? <laughs> oh my! That's twelve dollars too much. <laughs> hammer, of, hammer, of thunderbolts thirteen ninety nine. Sweet. I can't believe that's only two dollars. Talisman <laughs> of Ultimate Evil is nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Um, Staff of Forgotten of well, the Forgotten One thirty nine ninety nine. But it's sold. Oh, out. Boom! Yeah! <laughs> That's just because it's new. Wait, 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 wait. In wait its whoa, whoa, this whoa. is its prime. Robe, you you never said what the robe is. Hold on, I gotta look up the robe because it's a. I had to search for a different thing. They've got 25 of them in stock. All right, so the robe. Um, do you want. 49.99. Yes! <laughs> Ro- robe of the Arch Mag- Magi. Near Mint is 17.99. Or you want a played one, is 15.99. That's more expensive to, than mine. To be fair, That's Russ right. is the only one that I've seen on cool stuff that has a played version of and, it. And so that mu- might mean something. How much is the Ring of Winter? Wait, someone actually played that? Thirty-four ninety-nine. The Ring of Winter was thirty. Yeah, thirty-four. The staff of the Forgotten One is the most expensive. Yeah, I love what? this argument. I had no idea. <laughs> hey, honestly though, does anyone here have a staff? It is hard to find. No, I don't. Ha- I don't even uh, have one. I've only seen. I think yeah, one. I've seen. Have I've seen like mind. one pulled. It's been. It's been tough to find. Uh, honestly, I think that's the main reason why it's expensive. I think. Um, <laughs> well, I actually think I have it. Yeah, I might have it, or Alex well, might have it. I'm thinking about it. To argue. So if anyone Ken, has I one, I do need one. Let me know. The Ring of Winter. I thought you had one. No. Is. The one Didn't I you use this against me. I happen <laughs> no. to pull that one. So Wait, I'm which really one are you talking about? Staff. Staff. Yeah. No, I need it. No, I yeah, used Kier uh, uh, That's the oh, one. okay. I like that one. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that so there you go, guys. That is you should uh, put a robe. Extra. It's a robe. You want a robe. You want to wear the robe to protect yourself. We we want to hear. <laughs> we we from Russ's is the best looking one. Yeah, In, until somebody Stylish. else wears it. Really, it looks I, good. I don't want that to wear it. a good looking robe. That is the most boring of all the super rare cards in Dice Masters. Like I, that picture. It's just boring. To, to be fair, Ring of Winter probably has the coolest picture in foil. And, yeah, and that's pretty cool. Talisman yeah. is pretty awesome. Ring of Winter, you can't even see in foil. It's I know so that's dark. that's it's what's like, amazing what about that? it. That's what's amazing about it is my team's gonna blind you. Know, you dark Tal- and mysterious. Talisman is just has that expensive price point. So Zach, you're not gonna sell me on it. There's just so <laughs> many other ways to KO. Exactly. Oh, mine's one of the best because it's one of the cheapest. That's the problem. There's a better version of all of them. You can't go straight off cheap because we are not the deck of many. (laughs) I'm all for it. The deck of many things. Yeah, it's many things. Many, many things. Could have been such a great card. I really think it would be better, the deck of many things, if they tried to model it after a cluttered porch. (laughs) Because <laughs> they tried to model it after the the D and D item, and it just didn't work. Like maybe a cluttered porch would yeah, be better yeah, for the yeah, deck yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so we want to hear from you guys. Which one do you guys think is best? Um, I'm pretty sure everybody's going to say deck of many things because yeah. And, but if you want to see us make the deck of many things really well, I'll have to go find the episode. But we did an errata that of the deck of many things, and I think one of them we found we we made like a really really cool idea where each side would be a different effects for the deck of many things which was pretty cool but yeah we want to hear from you guys let us know which one you guys think is the best shoot us an email double burst at ktdata.net or leave it on our facebook page facebook.com forward slash double burst guys thank you so much hand over the super rares because i need to go sell all these this cool stuff apparently
And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. What do you guys think about the poison dart trap? And what do you think is the best magical epic item? Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe so you automatically get these episodes, and cool player resources. Check out the KO King's Etsy shop if you're looking for some custom cards or some cool dice bags. That's etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash KO King's Corner. Big thanks to everybody who listens to the show. Everybody on the team appreciates it. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. Mm-hmm.